We trying to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody, we are back. I know you missed us. I'm looking in the chat. Y'all been fiending for us, and we are back. We are here. Okay, it's Wednesday, back with another brand new episode of TGIF. We're here to break down all the uh, biggest news in the uh, headlines and in social media. So sit back, relax, and get you some hot tea. Someone who already got some hot stuff up in him right now is Funky Dineva. I see the streak is over. Hello, Q. Hey, y'all. Listen. Oh, my God. Listen, we've been gone for a week. Now I'm back with the jump off. Claudia, the people been all up in my messages talking about is the show gonna be good tonight? And you know what I said? <laughs> it's gonna be damn good, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, fucking Dineva. <laughs> okay, well, y'all get ready for tonight. Brace yourselves. And please welcome Al Reynolds, brand strategist, who's drinking. Are you drinking water, Al, or is that some vodka? Uh, I, I think I have to. <laughs> With Funky uh, drinking a whole bottle, I think I have to. But it's good to see, Claudia, that uh, Funky is off of this no alcohol hiatus that he was on. Right, because it was like, who are you right now, right? right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just had to get myself a cleanse and a purge. I was a caterpillar, and I had, now I had a new birth. And I got just a new understanding of life oh, and God. what I want to do with myself and where I'm going. I just needed some clarity for a little bit, but I'm back. Where, where are you going, <laughs> Kim? Like, I'm, I'm interested in yeah, hearing. Yeah, where are you going? Listen, that's between me and the Orishas, okay? That's that's private. That's personal. Oh, okay. Okay, so when did you stop this uh, this dry streak of not drinking? What, during the break, when did you stop? Um, last week when the whole <laughs> world was on vacation and everybody came to Miami and it was, on, I was like, shit, shit, let's party, let's party. Like, you can't be the person at the Mexican <laughs> restaurant talking about your cleanse. You know what I'm saying? So, like, one shot turned into three, turned into the next place. And then all my hard work just went out the window. But, hey. You can always start back again. Right. They, what they say, life is a marathon, not a sprint. So, oh boy, it's yeah. long well, happy 420. I would say, What are you drinking? But we already seen the whole bottle. Is that Sky Vodka? Yes, uh huh. <laughs> well, I think one of my gentlemen callers said that he was came prepared to have a real good time. He had bought this. I said, Boy, why you brought this much damn vodka over here now? Now, listen, I ain't no spring chicken. You ain't finna be jumping up and down in my bed to go through this much vodka. <laughs> so, so the cleanse is over with the alcohol and with the wanting to be a, a, a married as well. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm right. still, I still want to be a married hoe. Um, yeah, but uh, what happened to what happened to the guy that you met at the wedding that you were getting serious with? So you know what happened with him? A really quick story. He 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 hit me up, and we were talking, and just literally out of nowhere, he started talking mad shit about the bride, and the bride is actually somebody that I was very close to. And that's just a uh, character flaw for me because you got the firing off at the mouth about the person and you didn't even know my relationship to them. So yeah. because he did that, like he instantly got blocked and deleted. Again, we can always start back up again tomorrow. Yeah. As long as you have breath in your lungs. Okay, guys, the fans have been waiting for a week for us. So let's get into the show. They are dying here. Our takes on all these stories. Let's get into this breaking news. 
Real Housewives of Atlanta, star, uh, Potomac star Ashley Darby and her husband, uh, Michael Darby, are going their separate ways. In a statement to Bravo's The Daily Dish, Ashley says, almost eight years ago, and Michael and I said, I do, we anticipated sharing every single day together from that moment forward. However, unfortunately, that is not our current reality. We have decided to separate. She went on to say, people will be quick to assume that the causes were too much intrusion by reality TV into the most personal parts of our lives, age gaps, cultural problems, or child-rearing differences, and admitted that pieces of all of these things may have affected our pure love for each other, but no one reason is the root cause. Are you guys surprised? That was quite a long statement. What do y'all think? Well, you know what? In the words of Trina, you know, I'm from Miami. And Trina said, if you're with a girlfriend, then wave your hand, slap a nigga with a hundred just to show you grand, get them niggas for all you can. I'm getting paid yelling, fuck a man. Ashley said she get paid yelling, F a man. Okay. I knew that this marriage was over that season where after he cheated, she went back and said to him, Michael, you know, can we renegotiate our prenup just to give me and Dean, which was the baby at the time, a little added protection? And he agreed. Then she went off and had the second child. She met her quota. Now, here's the funny thing, y'all. You know, she did what she was supposed to do. And Michael did what he's supposed to do, because y'all would be an idiot to think that these old men who work so hard to make all their millions show their entire hand to you young girls, all right? You may think Michael is worth 10 million, but I'm sure he got another 10 somewhere hidden. So trust and believe when he decided to get married to Ashley, he already knew if and when we ever were to get divorced, this is what I would be prepared to part with. I think both parties are gonna be happy when this is all said and done. Al, are you familiar with this? Um, you know, I don't watch Real Housewives of Potomac, even though I live in the DMV, I do have the opportunity to hang out with them. I have always enjoyed her energy out and about. She's always been upbeat. She's always been positive and fun. Um, I just think divorce for anyone could be a very challenging time. I really enjoyed the, the, the post that she put it, you know, explaining why they're going in separate ways. And um, I just wish her the best. Okay. And, you know, and I'm pretty sure, pretty confident. She's so beautiful. She's so bubbly. She's so engaging. Pretty sure she's not going to have a problem finding a new man. All right. Well, they are moving on, and so will we. Let's get into this ASAP Rocky. Uh, what you think about it? I don't watch. A, I only watch a little oh, bit. You don't of that watch show. the show. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I just got uh, on late to that to that um that franchise, and I was in the hairdressers. We went like a the hairdresser. We went through like a marathon of it, and I liked it. Like I was like, why haven't I been watching the show? I think it's mm -hmm. actually good. I, I would like to see it with maybe someone closer to her age. Right. Well, that's what she's going to get now. I mean, because let's face it. I mean, Al, what do people in situations, and I didn't mean to hijack the segment. I think something online was saying right now that he's worth about 20 million. Right. A rough estimate. What does a woman walk off with like this in, in eight years? Well, you got to remember, there's a prenup. So the prenup says whatever you came in with, you leave with. Whatever you develop together, we share. Now, I don't, I'm not uh, up on the particulars as it relates to her renegotiating that prenup. I don't know what she would have renegotiated in that prenup. But what we know is if he came in with $20 million, 
he's going to leave with $20 million. Everything that they did together for the eight years, whatever increase in, in stock value of his investments, uh, house value of his homes, his cryptocurrency like Claudia invests in, anything <laughs> that went up, he has to split that with her. Now, I don't know what the renegotiation is, but Plus that's child pretty support. much free enough. Plus now, what she support. will get, though, right, she will get child support. And just like, you know, with the other regular wealthy individuals, they have to maintain a home for that child. That child's uh, uh, quality of life has to maintain the same. So she'll probably get a nice home for her and her kids. She will get uh, child support for the two kids, you know, private school, all of the medical expenses and stuff like that. And she probably, I would think, given his net worth anywhere between, you know, five and $15,000 a month for each child. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have, we'll have to stay posted. People in the comments saying she's going to end up with a basketball player real soon. We'll see about that. All right, y'all. ASAP Rocky, let's get into this. Uh, he was detained by police on Wednesday after arriving at LAX via private plane. According to NBC News, he was detained in connection to a shooting that took place back in 2021. Uh, Rocky was reportedly under investigation by LAPD for a shooting that took place November 6, 2021, near Vista Del Mar in Selma Avenue. Now, the victim, which lived, alleged that uh, Rocky shot him three to four times and allegedly grazed his left hand. NBC reports that authorities made the arrest with help from Immigrations and Custom Enforcement Homeland Security. Uh, now, he just got back from Barbados where he was spending time with his pregnant girlfriend, Rihanna. Uh, his attorney, Alan Jackson, confirmed his arrest. What are y'all's thoughts on this, Al? What do you think about this off the plane and, and into cuffs? You know, obviously, this is something that they've been working on for quite a while. And for them to get you right when you get off the plane, um, I think it was something that was planned, right? That means that they have to do a whole sting in immigration. So this is something they've been working on a while. They may have wanted him not to even go out of the country. That's why they were so aggressive when he returned back into the country because they needed to get him before he, you know, did anything else. But, you know, I got to be honest with you. ASAP Rocky needs the baby's lawyer. The baby's lawyer, the baby has been in all types of trouble, shot people, smacked women, fans. Um, you know, he's done a whole host of things, but seems to get off. I don't know. I think if I was ASAP Rocky, I would think I would have to reevaluate who my counsel is, because I don't know that Alan Jackson is is the best counsel for him right now. Q, what do you think about this? Off the plane, into cuffs. Rihanna Coochie got witch juju on it, all right? So y'all not going to sit up here and act like all week. Everything that's been in the blogs, even though it's been unconfirmed, has been that ASAP Rocky got caught cheating with the shoe designer of Fenty, whatever the case may be. And again, a lot of people were sitting back saying they're going to have to wait to hear Rihanna say this for her own self before they believe any of it. But she like Jada Pinkett, baby. She got that witch juju on her cooch. And all she had to do was like... And then a federalis was waiting for his ass right when he got off the front. See, had he flown <laughs> commercial like like us girls, he could have fled through TSA and blended <laughs> in with the regular people. But y'all be trying to be so high and mighty once y'all get y'all a little witch and a couple dollars. So wait a minute, Buggy. Are you saying, are you suggesting that that Rihanna is in on him getting arrested? No, no. what I'm saying is that that juju that's on her stuff. Is in cahoots with the universe. <laughs> and the universe is one girl you cannot lie to, honey. She, the universe 
told them federalities where he was at. <laughs> oh, got it. Oh, not the internet. Not, not well, the internet. The universe. All the I, pictures of them walking around in Barbados would not have tipped off the uh, police. <laughs> you know, I do hate that she's in her third trimester when, you know, that's like, you know, she's probably stressed the hell out already. And it's unfortunate this has to happen right now. You know what I mean? All right, y'all, speaking of uh, the witches and, and, and the juju on the coochie, it seems like things are heating up in the courtroom between the Kardashians, Black China, and her mom, Tokyo Tony. Now, for those who don't know, Black China is suing the Kardashians for $100 million for allegedly trying to smear her reputation and ruin her television career. Now, yesterday, Tokyo reported that she was removed from the courthouse because the Kardashians were scared of her. At one point during yesterday's proceedings, China's attorney alleged that Kris Jenner told E! Network executives, uh, producers that Black China beat Rob Kardashian in the face and allegedly referred to China as stupid and ghetto. Chris also allegedly told executives to ditch the bitch. What are your thoughts on this case? And do you think Black China has a chance at winning this trial? Al, we're going to go to you. <laughs> Q got his head down. I don't know. Q got his head down. Claudia, this is just a side note, y'all. This is for all the soulmates. Y'all help me out in the comments. It's just something about Chris Jenner calling Black China ghetto and stupid that just comes across racist to me. It's just something about, I just want to, I, I have to say it, I'm sorry. It's just something about a white woman calling a black woman ghetto and stupid is racist to me. I think it's that they're calling, she's using the word ghetto and stupid instead of using the N word in my opinion. That's how it feels. It feels like a degradation on her social economic um, level. And I just don't like it coming out of Chris Jenner's mouth as it relates to describing Black China, even though some may de describe Black China as a ghetto. But a lot of us, a lot of my friends grew up in a ghetto. I think we need to redefine the word ghetto altogether. But I just don't like the feeling and how this makes me feel to hear it coming out of Chris Jenner's mouth. I just think it has a racist undertone to it. And I don't like it. OK, Q, what do you think? So this story just has so many moving components to me, right? <clears throat> I did a post on my Instagram today asking about this really ghetto and stupid comment. And I said, if you take race out of it, if it was another Black person calling Black China that, you know, how would we be feeling? I completely agree. Coming from Kris Jenner, it does have racist undertones, right? Now, let's just back up for a minute. I am the momager of the whole Kim Kardashian empire. As far as I am concerned, come hell or high water, Kris Jenner did what the hell she was supposed to do to distance Black China and Tokyo Tony as far as she can from the Kardashian brand. Listen, I don't have half the nickels they got to rub together, and I wouldn't want Tokyo Tony being nowhere part of my family. However, Kris Jenner, I want to offer you this. The same way that we tell white people, y'all are not allowed to use the N-word, um, we need to start going hard for the word ghetto too. But if we really want to define ghetto behavior, let's talk about your daughters because your daughters are the epitome of ghetto. And, and as I'm concerned, Khloe Kardashian probably would have been better off remaining with friends with Trina instead of hunching her man because a ghetto girl would have told her how to really work Tristan. But see, here's what's really is ghetto. When you continue to lay down and open up your legs for community dick, 
that's ghetto. When your daughters constantly show the fact that they have no morals and go after all their friends' men's, that's ghetto. When these men continuously embarrass them and make them look like low self-esteem, no self-worth having trash, and then they defend them in the media and go back, that's ghetto. When your husband leave you <laughs> and turn into a whole woman because y'all drove him crazy, that's ghetto. When your son gained more weight than Jenny Craig and Nutrisystem know what to do with it combined, then don't want nothing to do with y'all, then switch out on the whole family and go have a baby with the ops. That's ghetto. So the real question, Chris Jenner, is while China might be from a different socioeconomic status, she may be different. Here's how I'm gonna sum it up. China is China. China was raised in the project, so I expect her to act projectic. Your daughters were raised in Brentwood, Calabasas, so on and so forth, and they reached down in the ghetto, which makes them exponentially 10 times more ghetto than China and Tokyo can ever be because they're simply products of their environment, whereas your daughters chose to be whores. So who's ghetto and who's stupid? That part. Well, I don't think uh, anyone needs to go after that uh, amazing read down. The comments are going crazy. And I agree with a lot of everything you said. They have a lot of ghetto behavior in their family. But, you know, hey, sometimes some of us do have ghetto. But, Chris, you ain't the one to really say it with all that going on in your house. As Q just so beautifully and eloquently stated. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to bring our ghetto selves back right after two minutes. And we'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. Let me get into these comments real quick. If you just tuned in, you just missed uh, Q de deliver a scathing read of the Kardashian family. So, uh, yes, Fox Soul has to make it because we'll never get hired by E. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I will. He won't. All right. In the comments, let's read some of these comments. Mario Blackman says, preach Q. Say it louder for the people way in the back. Q is on fire. Rukaya Thomas says, and that's the show. I'm good to next Wednesday. Funky feeds my soul with that read. And they are going on and on saying what he said. The ghetto. That's ghetto. Uh, Yolanda W. says, Q just read the whole Kardashian family. Oh, they said you forgot one. Alicia Starr says, they forgot Tiger dating Kylie when she was only 15 years old. That's ghetto. Now, you know what? That's honey. That, that's even worse. That's honey boo-boo. That's <laughs> ghetto mixed with country. So that's trailer park. So Chris, you might want as smart as you is Take some of that money and go invest it in a thesaurus company so you can find some other adjectives to describe Black women when you talk to them. And in the words of Rochelle, who asked Brandy Seal at that work at the Dollar General, she said, what time you get off work, bitch? Respect the queen when you see him, okay? Respect the Black queen when you see him, Chris Jenner. Like, go on, Cardi, to the next thing. Sweet, speaking of Black queens, two New Jersey female inmates are pregnant. I don't know how that transitions, but I'm just going to go with it. After having sex with a fellow inmate who identifies as a transgender woman. Y'all got that? Yes. Two New Jersey female inmates are pregnant after having sex with another inmate who is a transgender woman. The two women who have uh, not been identified became pregnant at the Edna Mon Correctional Facility after having consensual sexual relations with someone incarcerated in prison. Now the transgender inmate was placed in the women's prison because of a new policy that allows prisoners 
to be housed according to their preferred gender identity. Now, there are over 800 women in the jail with 27 of them identifying as transgender. What are your thoughts on the story, Al Reynolds? Do you think more people will be getting pregnant in prison? And is this a good way to get it in? <laughs> Jeez, I, this to me defies everything that we, in my opinion, that thought leaders have been saying about the, or making the argument that transgender women are women. Um, biologically, I guess the other side can say, hey, this is an example that transgender women are not real women. Because in this case, this transgender woman impregnated two biological women. I don't know. This it's, I'm just confused because it defies, it conflicts. It's the opposite of everything that we during this trans movement have been taught. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what Funky and you, Claudia, have to say about this, um, this situation. Q, what do you think? So it definitely does not serve the trans movement in a positive light whatsoever, right? But no matter what we do, no matter what law we have, there are always going to be an outlier there was always going to be loopholes. Yes, this, if we house biological men who, who identify as transgender with women, this is a potential outcome. But when we have to prioritize all of the potential outcomes and rank them, and I'm sorry, even though this happened, this is not the norm, and they're still safer in that environment, creating a factory full of babies than they are being placed in prisons with men. Again, have a conversation with me when somebody can show me data that says, as a result of placing transgender women in the same prison with men, we're spending $7.8 million on child care and fertility care and so on and so forth. There's always gonna be that one exception to the rule that people will want to lean on. This is not the norm. And my final statement on it is, is whether it happens or not, this to me, uh, their safety still supersedes the possibility of somebody popping up pregnant. I agree with the possibility of someone coming up pregnant. I, I totally agree with what you say. And this was a consensual situation here. But what about when it becomes, when there's some non-consensual situations, when women, female, uh, women housed with transgender women that still have their and again, Claudia, right that right there, I even resent you saying that because that's fear mongering. That's the same thing. No, they I'm not fear mongering. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not fear mongering. So you're yeah. saying? I mean, and I'm just asking because it's the same argument they tried to use with the trans bathrooms. What happens when the trans person goes in there and rapes the woman? So, but Q, you're talking about people that are in prison for something. Yeah, we're talking about people. That we're talking about prisoners. I'm not talking about the average transgender millionaire business, a good, upstanding citizen. The fact is that people can still get raped. Now, I'm not saying that's a trans thing. That's a man thing. That's a male thing. A bio, you know, that's a that's a power thing, actually. And I'm not trying to fear monger. So please don't, you know, get uh, please. I'm not doing that. But like this is this this is why I made a point of saying consensual. This is a consensual situation. We don't know the minds and the mentality of the people that are in these prisons and, and right. with the, the stresses that are placed on them and what they'll you don't know what you'll do until you're in that situation. I do think that one thing is becoming certain. Yes, there's not a huge transgender population in America. So, you know, I think uh, up until now, they've been a lot of times in the, in the system overlooked. And how do we care for them? What do we do with sports, with prisons? This is a kind of a new phenomenon. 
I do think we need to stop being a little bit more forward thinking about how we handle the trans community. You know what I mean? As far as what we, the provisions, is it a separate section? What is it? There has to be something. It's something that's growing, I think. It it seems really simple to me. Um, I'm sure if we, so I don't know if ever y'all saw the episode of Scared Straight. In Atlanta, they have a prison where they have an alternative lifestyle um, um, division. Now, granted, prisons are long established institutions that probably do not have the infrastructure to do that right now. But, But let's just say this. Y'all extradite prisoners from, I know people who got arrested in Florida whose families got to go to Ohio to see them. How about we just dedicate one prison in the middle of Montana and that's the trans prison. And I am, I'm not no statistician, but I'd be willing to lay my life on front of a railroad train right now and say, you build one prison specifically for trans people and it will be big enough to take care of the whole trans prison population now and 20 years into the future. Problem done. So who, would you, who would you put in that trans prison? Would you put, would you put trans men or trans women? And I would put both. Would they all would, be together? I would put both and you would divide it in half the same way you do maximum security, minimum security, general population, serial killers. Let's Got not it. act like dividing the prison up is just rocket science and they don't have mechanisms to do that already. But no, again, just just asking for clarity where I was thinking you were saying put all trans in one prison. So you're saying trans women would still have their floor. And then and the men would have floor have the same way any I other prison it. operates. <clears throat> OK. And I know there'll be an argument of, oh, well, that's still, you know, not inclusion and all that kind of stuff. you in jail. You need to be included right. in three hots in a cot that, that don't you don't got no rights. Shut up. Eat. Speaking of people not having their rights and who shouldn't, the man who murdered Jacqueline Avant has been sentenced to three life sentences in prison after pleading guilty. Now in December, Ariel Maynard broke into Jacqueline and her husband Clarence Avant's home and uh, shot Jacqueline, who was home alone. Tragic story that rocked Hollywood. What are your thoughts on this news? He got three life sentences. His ass should rot in prison. He should rot, and then they should leave his body there and let the maggots get it and put it on rotten.com. Al? Yeah, you know, that, I mean, you, Claudia, you know, we're very familiar with this family. What an incredible woman. <laughs> what an incredible husband. What an unfortunate event. Um, I think the most unfortunate thing about this is when we uncovered during uh, the hearing all of the crimes that this young man committed and at no point should he have been out of jail in order to commit this one. So uh, city of Los Angeles, um, criminal court system as it relates to this young man, you guys need to do better because had you done what you were supposed to do, he had like 20 other charges where he should have been in prison for like the last 10 years, but was out. That woman, that incredible woman and that incredible family would not be going through what they're going through right now with the loss of their mother. Can we talk about how cavalier people are now? I mean, I know we've always had crime, but I don't know if some, there's been a shift, but I just feel like it, things have just been, the gasoline has been poured on the fire. Right. You, you're going to people's homes now. This weekend, I was at the Carroll City picnic. It was a picnic. Uh, they had all the classes from the 70s to the current. It started at 11, was supposed to end at 6. We had an amazing time. Trina's getting ready to go on stage at 4.30. Gunshots just rung out. People running everywhere. Babies getting trampled over. By the time we get to the car and get to where we're going, we find out that two people have been shot. One person's been airlifted, so on and so forth. And to your point, Claudia, about people being cavalier, 
Why? Like, why you just come somewhere and just spray up the damn place? Just yeah. why? I, I think I saw a story about a little boy, a, a kid, a nine-year-old shot in the back of the head, fighting for his life. I mean, this is just like running rampant in this country that has more guns than people. And then and what's the answer? Do we all need to have them? You know what I mean? To protect, but no, because I think a lot of people with men that are just, just too emotional, have low EQ, are getting them. And I don't, I don't get why people just want to just, like you said, just go spray up a place. Like, is it, and, and, and I, a lot of supernatural and spiritual and spirit stuff I don't like to play in because I'm definitely a man of science. But do you think that it's just something evil that has been released into the, the universe and that's why we can't explain this phenomenon? Or is it something systematic that we can quantify and correct? Uh, I, I think know. it's a I think it's a combination <clears throat> of a whole lot of things. Q. I, I I think you saw this country has gone through so much, and as people of color and African Americans and Black Americans, we have been through so much these last three to four years. We we we've been through a movement, Black Lives Matter movement. We've come through a virus that took out twenty percent of our population, killing more African Americans more than you know any other population. We've gone through a lot, and our processing may not be the same. And how we let that energy out, or as well as how we manage it, is just coming out a little bit more violently. I don't know, but I think that these movements that we have had, especially dealing with sickness, um, being confined to your homes, um, going through and watching racism unfold in America, understanding that you can't hide it any longer, all that frustration, all that anger is just manifesting in depths. And, and we're, not, we're tired of it. And our answer isn't taking it anymore. We're giving it. And that's what we're witnessing. How about saying, I also, and to piggyback of what you said, Al, I think it's like the perfect storm. You know, yeah. we had we had a lot of, like, I felt like we were in a feel-good place during the Barack Obama years. We had a Black family in the White House. People were kumbaya and maybe people were kind of downplaying their racism, but I didn't feel it as much. Then we got Trump that lit a match to everything and just right. this animosity with us versus them. Then the pandemic hit. Then there was a financial with with evil in this country, the right. scammers came up. Now they're getting arrested. It's just a whole bunch of things that came into play at the same time. A virus, we all know someone that we lost to the virus. And then we have all kinds of messages and in, in, in games and, uh, you know, murder, 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 kill. And life is really not, not really that valuable. And I just feel like we, these constant images we're watching of people getting killed, we're getting desensitized. And I think we just right. don't have the value in life that we used to have. No one really cares. And no then also, listen, the content that's being produced on television, it, it says that fight is the way, fighting is the way. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on, programming, um, managing, processing. There's a lot of feelings that a lot of African-Americans and people of color can have. And it's just teaching them a better way to manage it is probably what we're going to have to do in a couple of years to follow. And you know what, really quickly, before we cut the commercial, Claudia, this is something that I would love to see you, Claudia, or anybody on Fox Soul facilitate. There's a conversation that has to be had with the music industry now, right? Yeah. I'm born in 83. I was, I was a product of the gangster rap era when Al Sharpton and everybody was saying, you know, NWA and all this, we shouldn't be listening because it's poisoning the minds of our kids. I can honestly say gangster rap did not poison my mind because I had a mama that had beat my ass, right? I knew the difference. Right. But now we are at a point, y'all, 
where I feel like a hypocrite because I am of the belief that this music is poisoning these kids' minds. Oh, for sure. You know what? I think we should have more conversations about this because I there's you know how you can buy when I know we're way over when we have to go to break. You can buy these devices that play peaceful things or positive affirmations and right. they subliminally get into your mind. How the hell do you think music doesn't do that as well? There's yep. tons of messages in music. Do drugs, killer, uh, F that B. I, I asked somebody, Future got a song called Molly Percocet. And I said, do y'all honestly think this Negro going to the hot ass club night after night doing a Molly, a Percocet, double cupping, drinking, going home, hunching like a rabbit, his heart would have exploded. But yet y'all dumbass going and doing it. So that's a conversation that we need to have. I heard he doesn't even do it. He just makes a song. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Who does? So I'm going to have to be on some Molly Perkinson when I get cussed out. I got to go to commercial, y'all. Great <laughs> conversation. I like that we can sometimes take a deeper dive into some things that don't have to do with just celebrity news. So I, I really enjoyed this. So good job, fellas. Taking a quick break. We're going to be right back after this. Hey, guys. Welcome back to TGIF. Real quick, I just want to acknowledge the chat because y'all was well over 3,000. And uh, we appreciate y'all in there writing for us and all your comments and all your feedback. We love it. All right, y'all, let's get into this. Now, we all know how important sleep is to our overall health and wellness, but let me tell you about the ghost bed, the best beds in the game. Ghost bed is made by Nature's Sleep, an industry leader in the mattress space since 2001. Every ghost bed product from their mattresses to their sheets and pillows is designing with cooling features, so it's perfect if you sleep warm. Now, shipping is free and fast. Most orders ship within 24 hours. You can try out your mattress for 101 nights with guaranteed money back, and you even get an industry-leading warranty for up to 25 years. Now, right now, GhostBed is offering our listeners 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base, or 30% off a mattress and two free luxury pillows. I have a few uh, GhostBed products on their way. Can't wait to get them. And I'm so excited to try them out and tell you all about it. Now, to find your perfect mattress, use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Now, you won't want to miss out on these savings. That's promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Stick around. We got plenty more show and plenty more reads and plenty more shade when we come back after this quick break. We'll see you then. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, listen, soulmates, you guys mean a whole lot to this show. This is an interactive show. It's not just about us and the stories. It's about y'all. Soulmates, every once in a while, we get someone who got a birthday coming up. We want to make a very special announcement to a fan. Funky, take it away. So, Jessica, on Twitter, modest underscore and confident underscore. She says, I hope Fox Soul, Al Reynolds, and Claudia Jordan wish me a happy 30th birthday tonight on TGIF. And, baby, your wish came true. Happy birthday, Jessica. Happy birthday, Jessica. 30 is a big birthday, year. And uh, yes, have fun, girl. Turn Go up. down to the bar with a Honda Cars B. I hope you take your Nessa girl, your Miss Kenny, and you roll your Kiki off. And matter of fact, if you DM me, Jessica, on um Twitter, I'm going to send you $50 cash out for some drinks. Oh, that's so nice. Now watch nice. me get a flood of DMs from everybody. Uh, here we go. All right. Very nice. Okay, cool. Let's move on. Let's get into the story. On Easter, Zaya Wade, the daughter of Dwayne Wade and the stepdaughter of Gabrielle Union, had a social had social media in a frenzy after posting a photo of her kissing her boyfriend, who was also transgender. Now, in the past, the Wades have received scrutiny because Zaya started to transition at a young age. Check out what reality TV personality, oh wow, Andrew Caldwell posted about the photo. 
I don't care about Zaya's preferences, but I do know if your daughter was 14, you wouldn't be pleased with her taking pictures of herself, kissing her boyfriend at 14. Do y'all agree with Caldwell or are people passing judgment because Zaya is transgender? Al, what do you think? Please don't go to me first. <laughs> Please don't go to me okay, first. Okay, Q, what do you know what? I never thought in 10 billion years mm. that I would ever agree with anything that come out of Mucinex mascot. I've been delivered first lady of going to hell, Kojic Church, Andrew Caldwell would ever have to say. Upon me first seeing that, for me, and I'm gay flag number one, if you were raised in a traditional Black family, whether you was hunching or kissing or not, you was not kissing no boy or no girl or no picture. Mm-mm. And family was seeing it, right? So right. that was the stance that I was prepared to come here and take tonight. I was prepared to look over and say, there's a whole section of the population, particularly the Black community, that I'm just going to throw y'all in the garbage anyway, because whether she was 30 or 13, y'all were going to have an issue with her because she was trans, Right. Whenever I have a trans issue, I always reach out to two people. T.S. Madison, which is my good girlfriend, one of my best friends, and Hope, and trans activist Hope Giselle. And, you know, Hope, of course, she went down the whole trans rabbit hole. But I'm going to give y'all a point that Hope gave me that's going to bring it home for all of y'all. Because I said, Hope, my issue is not that she's trans. My issue is that it's too grown, regardless of sexual orientation. And Hope said to me, I'm paraphrasing, she said, there is so much, so much nuance here, but the idea of the traditional Black family needs to be rewritten. The thoughts about who we are and what we think is too much based on the sexes. And she goes on and on and on and on. And when she said the thought of the Black family and all those old school ways of thinking need to be rewritten, it brought me to this. The first time I ever performed oral sex on a man, I was 14 in rollerblades in a park behind a tree. He was a grown ass white attorney lawyer. Why? I had no safe spaces. Some of y'all are on here so quick to want to judge and to go on and go on and so forth. But you was the one getting mudded out at vacation Bible school. And then you got kicked out of the church at 16 because you shamed your whole family. There are others of y'all who were 16 and 17 running to your big brothers trying to get abortion money. You see what I'm saying? Because you knocked up your 10th grade girlfriend, so on and so forth. So the whole concept of us needing to rewrite some of these old school ways of thinking is something worth exploring. Now, at 38 years old, it's a lot to ask me in 38 seconds to rewrite 38 years of indoctrination. I still in this moment feel like 14 is too grown to be kissing on a picture and displaying with the world. However, I'm at least open-minded enough to have the conversation about changing the way we think about things. Because let's face it, those old school ideals and church ways, did they really serve us for the good? And we were all doing it at that age. We just wasn't doing it on film. Okay, Al, I'm interested to think that to hear what you got to say about this. What do you think? There's so many layers to this. Uh, this, first of all, I, I don't care if my old if my old ways of thinking are good or bad. This is, has nothing to do with gender identity. This has nothing to do with sexuality. This doesn't have anything to do. This just happens to do with a 14 year old 
um, having suggestively kissing someone else on the internet. I just don't think that's right. I just honestly don't think it's right. That's number one. Number two, I don't think it's right for people, especially this young girl. She has been scrutinized and sexualized ever since she has come public about her trans identity. So that's a whole nother layer that that just seems to me that as a parent, I would have protected. Um, I wouldn't have allowed this out on the internet at that age. I think anyone that's not able to operate a car with a license shouldn't be kissing suggestively on the internet, especially after you've been uh, scrutinized and sexualized about your gender identity and your sexuality. And just, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I am showing my age, but I just feel like as a parent, you still have to protect your child and and allowing your child at that young age, after all that she's been through with the scrutiny, with the um, sexualization that we've seen on the Internet and all these sites about this young child. I just don't think that I would allow this to be placed out in the public and on the Internet and the in the other layer of this, which is is still a lot even to process for someone who wants to process it is Zanya, right? Zaya. Is a trans girl, meaning, you know, she hasn't had the transition, right? So she used to be a boy, but she's now a trans girl. The young man that she's kissing is the same, correct? That no. is. She's the, a trans man born. She's a trans man, but she's a but she has trans not had girl. she has not had the she has not had the operation. So she technically is still have the women parts, but she's a trans male, meaning she used to be a girl, correct? Correct. So that 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 is another layer of all of this that I'm still trying to get my head around. So I I don't know. I just I just feel like this was completely inappropriate to be allowed on the Internet. And that's without any identity, sexuality or anything trans related to it. Just for clarity, your issue is the fact that it was allowed on the Internet. Yeah, because I don't know this. This child, this she has been scrutinized from the top to the bottom about her choices and how she lives out her life. And then also all over in that she's been sexualized. I just don't know that I would allow her kissing um, suggestively on the internet Claudia, what do you, 14 what do you years think? old. You know, I feel like um, just because the trans issue doesn't mean we make special allowances for them. I'm sorry. If we really want equality, then let's really be about equality. Let's not have a special set of rules because the girl's trans. And when I'm supposed to say certain things, I'm going to say it. Yes. It is true. A lot of us were messing around 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever years old. But when you put it on the internet, that brings a whole different thing into play. Now you got pedophiles looking at this stuff, right. maybe turned on by seeing two 14-year-old kids. They could be looking at that like porn. Right. It wasn't porn. I'm not saying it's porn. But it's, it's still two teenagers kissing in front of their parents. Um, second of all, I, there's a fine line between being supportive of Zaya and exploiting. And sometimes I feel like there is a the lines are a little bit blurry when it comes to her and that family. I don't have kids, so y'all can. I, I don't have to remind me a million times in the chat that I don't have kids. No, I just feel like the the child was scrutinized because the parents put her out there like this, and right. we would not have this material to even judge and talk about and be a topic on this show had it not been for the parents really 
pushing her forward like this. This is a child. Let this child get through those feelings that you have and work them out privately before they got to deal with the added pressure and support. There's also support as well. But the added scrutiny of all of us adults, I even feel we're talking about this. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, this is a 14-year-old kid that should, both of them, like, let, get through your little growing pains and do, uh, kissing like that, I would never do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with them allowing them to kiss. Let's make sure we make this very clear. Allowing them to, to be affectionate with the, each other is not the issue here, regardless of their gender, regardless of their sexuality. It is allowing it on the internet is where I have the most problem. And, and it's funny, and I'm glad you said that because that is why I stopped and specifically asked that question mm-hmm. because I think a lot there are going to be a lot of people who are going to hide their transphobia and their homophobia behind the argument of it being too grown without mm-hmm. realizing that many of us we're doing the same thing at the same age. And I don't know if you guys are willing to divulge or if it's too personal, but I'll go first. I lost my virginity at 14 to a female. I was 14 years old. So mm-hmm. what she, he, them are doing is in line with what teenagers do at their age. But for me, much like Al, I had enough sense. I wasn't hugging up with nobody and, and posting the pictures in Big Mama House. That wasn't going down. I was almost 18 when I lost my virginity. I'm going to say this. Um, we also got to be careful about having a normal, uh, having an opinion on something when someone is involved that is trans, is transphobic. I would say the same thing about, I would say the same thing about Kylie Jenner at 15. Like, what the hell? Why are y'all okay with this? It's not cool. Let this girl. And I know you would, but there's a whole section, especially the black community, who you know are over there. And that girl could have been 33 and it's still going to be an issue. So I just want to make sure that Mm -hmm. we on this panel, we're clear and concise on what our issue is to make sure that, yes. I I just, I think, like I said, it, it would be any child. And you're right, Q, we were doing things like this when we were 14, but we were not on the internet. We got OnlyFans now. We got uh, sex trafficking now that we got to be worried about. We have dirty old men and old women that take advantage of this type of access to these young kids, especially they're on Instagram and in their DM. You've got to protect these young kids as well as nurture them and be in their true selves. And that comes with boundaries and rules. And one of the rules for me and will always be in my household and any of my nephews and nieces that I raise and even if I have a child one day, is that certain things just don't need to be exposed to everybody all over the country. And now because of the internet and access to social media all over the world. And now you have your pictures online forever at U14, tonguing somebody down in front of your parents. And just a rhetorical question, Claudia, and I know we got to go to commercial break. Who are we and how do y'all know what's better for them people, children? Because they, I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you why. I, funky, we got to go to commercial right now. We got to go right now. Okay, save it for when we come back. We got to go right now, according to the thing. You know what? We'll pick this back up. We were going to get into future being toxic, but he'll still be toxic on Friday. So we're going <laughs> right. to so come back to this. This is a good conversation. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to TGIF. We had a really... Um, mm, uh, Beard. 
spirited conversation before we went to break. Al, do you want to make any final thoughts on that before I go into this uh, next story, this last story? Uh, no, not really. All I wanted to say, he said, who are we? And, you know, all I want to say is that I'm a, I'm a grown man. And when that picture of me that we post in my underwear, you know, at a tanning salon, the unsolicited stuff that I receive as a grown man, as a grown man from all over, from all different types of people was a lot to process. Can you only imagine what a 14-year-old is going to get in their DM and how they process that information, especially without the, you know, the protection and the guardian of their, their parents? Listen, it's, it's a lot. I, wish I just people. want to make sure as parents, uncles, adults, villagers, that we are not conferring our own fear on children who are part of a generation that we don't even truly understand. That's your fear. And I, now here's the thing, we were raised the same way. So I agree with you. But what if there's a world just if, what if they have prepared their child for what's going to come along with this is a very public family and i think that Dwayne wade and gabrielle union have enough sense to not put their child in danger and or jeopardy or give her it's not, about, it's not about it's not about them intentionally putting their child in danger and harm q it's it's the unknown you can't tell me that this 14 year old is so in tune with themselves that they can handle all of these dirty people out here in the world. You so, just are not going to convince me of that. But what that's, I am why, saying, that's why very smart young girls get caught in sex trafficking. It doesn't have anything to do with the rearing at home. It has to do with the play on their emotions. It has to do on the scare and the fear. Like it, it, it's not that cut and dry and you can't say just because you know this child is maybe more advanced and can, can process this more no it's a 14 year old not to mention this is not gabrielle union's biological child what's her mother got to say you know what right. we need to get that other lady zaya right. mama zaya i know you got <laughs> right. some press. let's get her on tgif like, how does Zaya's mom feel about this? Like, Shabon, Shabon would love to talk. She's looking for a platform. Um, y'all dropping our DMs and give us <laughs> Shabon's number or how we can follow her on social media. Um, so we can get her on the line. You know, that's I think that would be a great, you know what, great idea. On the line, we would love to have you on and talk about having a trans child and see what your feelings are. A trans child being raised in a household that you're not in. Y'all and also all the attention that she as a mother and the anxiety that she has to manage all this public attention that this this you know that her husband her ex and new wife is given. Y'all make that happen sooner than later. Soulmates, y'all tag Siobhan, tag us, tag Fox Soul, so we can make this happen. All right, y'all. I want to thank my fantastic co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Donnie, and that bottle of Sky Vodka for joining us. Right? Who was the fourth co-host? Thank you for watching and stay tuned for Turned Out with T.S. Madison. We'll see you on Friday with some toxic talk about future. See you then. Bye, y'all. <laughs>